This match is now officially a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. One step closer to retirement. I just won $30 on the scratch-off lottery ticket. My plan is in action. Did you that's really? Cool. That's cool. My girlfriend left a fucking roach on the floor. Well, now you gotta have your place fumigated. Jesus Christ. We have a guest tonight. Everyone, please welcome Bill Martell from Studio 86. He is here with us tonight. Big fan of his after Friday. How the fuck are you tonight? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm tired. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate the kind words, and uh, I'm ready to go. Let's go. All right. Well, as we have a lot to cover tonight, we're going to start off with a very, very nice interview. But as always, my name is Clinton Davis. You can find me at PK Batman on Twitter, and to my right, never paying attention. Oh, no, I'm paying attention. You can find me. I'm Ethan. You can find me at Jensen Collins 3. Beneath us, we have the boss at 24 Carat. The oh, oh 24 I, can't, carat I can't speak lion. for me now. I can't, oh, I can't well, speak for speaking. me now, Ethan. Oh, I apologize. I we figured you had a busy night on Friday involving yourself in three fucking matches, but we will get to that. I, I only involved myself in one match. I was supposed to be in one match, and then... Yeah, that was it. And then I was assaulted. But anyways, I'm the 24 carry line. You can find me at that on all the socials. Also, I'm the guy who's going to get Tommy Chong into a wrestling ring. Onto our, onto our special guest over to my left on the screen. Yeah, bam. I know direction. That way. Yeah, I did it. Are you sure I'm not? I think I got it I'm not down there. Well, not mine. You're on the left. Yeah, it was a joke. You missed it. Thank you for putting up the socials because I can't remember what it is. <laughs> you can find him at Bill Martell 86 on Instagram, definitely. Yep. Uh, we have a, a Studio 86 Facebook page, but I don't do Facebook. So, um, But you can find us on there, Studio 86, I'm guessing we, is the name. I'm not sure. We shared their whole post on our uh, Facebook page so you can find their Facebook on our Facebook, which you can find our Facebook at on a Forklift Wrestling Podcast. Fuck Shout me. out to uh, Nick Braxton from Studio 86. He runs the uh, the Facebook page. So thank you, Nick. You did something right. That's awesome. Uh, so let's let's just get right into Friday. Friday was a wonderful night. Another perfect night in Michigan indie wrestling. I would say. I was fully entertained for the full four hours of the card. I have a rant to go on later when we get to coverage of something else that'll bring us full circle to this. So I'm not going to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's always an event for us mm-hmm. wrestling put on uh, by the, by both of the gentlemen below us, actually uh, triple threat match in the March Tagness series um, featuring uh, Mr. Bill Martell. Uh, one Rick Maz- or Maserati Rick, I believe is the correct term or correct. Let me check his. Let me check their trading cards. Oh yeah, (laughs) yes, I actually. Which you can pick up both of their trading cards at any of their shows they are at, and they'll autograph them. And you goddamn right, I got them autographed. You can, and we're probably the only wrestlers out here, at least in Michigan, who have trading cards made by Tops. That's pretty fucking official. I I guess I should have asked you if I could swear before we're on here, but I already did it, so it's too late. We're 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 an 18-plus podcast. If there's children watching, go get your parents. Damn it, Mr. Martell. Now I got to go to, like, Upper Deck. 
because like I, I will not be second best. Uh, <laughs> I I exhausted all options. So if you can crazy. if you can outdo that, go ahead. After the AEW cards, I would not go to Upper Deck for your cards. I That's would not. They're garbage. They're legitimately like when we do our pack openings, my least favorite cards to open. Wow. Yeah. Out of all of them. Yeah. Man, UD used to be so good. They were. They were they're actually their uh their 2020 NXT cards were really nice and then they just fell off completely. Yeah, because uh, the Chrome series. One? But we're not here to talk about trading no, cards. We are I was gonna to say well, I was gonna say my favorite match of the FU card, right? Because like I got to watch a bunch of them was actually the match that my man's to my left was in. Was yes, it was the match. best match of the night. It, it, it had it, hands down was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It sucks that now we're, we're frenemies because I have to beat you eventually in this tournament. It's just facts. But it was the greatest match ever, man. Like, I felt bad because, like, like I paid you guys sufficiently, but, like, fucking hoss fight have costed you guys probably thousands of dollars if not more like, yeah. and i'm sure we'll get into that just like well, they did we were fairly compensated uh have you ever seen when kevin sullivan uh shaved off hulk hogan's mustache mm -hmm. well go ahead and watch that a couple more times because that's what's going to happen to you when we face off i'm going to shave that rat piece of shit off Ooh. your face I'm gonna drink your four locos and throw away. Hey, you better like, that's fighting words now, brother. <laughs> Don't be I, I'm still working on the we're still working on the sponsorship. Don't be undercutting me now. Oh, oh, ooh. Hit him where it hurts, the wallet. But no, uh, I, I appreciate the kind words. Um I, I I can speak for uh for Rick and myself. We had we had a great time. Um really enjoyed it. So no, I I appreciate it and uh we, we definitely can't wait to be back. No, we genuinely can't wait to see you back because, like I said, my girlfriend does not like wrestling. She doesn't like it, and I can't understand why. But she was very, like, the two people she kept, the two things she was talking about the most at the end of that were the Neon Ninjas and Studio 86. Yeah, and they did a great job too, man. But, like, we kind of talked about a little bit off air. You know, not everybody is a wrestling fan, but everybody likes to be entertained, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know. We, we try to be a mix of everything, whether it be, you know, uh, physicality, uh, athleticism, which I have none of, uh, entertainment, <laughs> entertainment, comedy, just showmanship in general. You know, I mean, we just try to be a mix of everything. And so I appreciate that, you know, we can get a new fan here. That's what we're out to do. Yeah. Like, uh, like, cause we can talk about the match for a second. Cause the match was phenomenal. Like I want to actually bring up a clip from the match because I truly believe it is going to be the Michigan indie spot of the year. It's going to be hard to top this one. Oh God. Pulling it up right now. And here we have Danny who just fell face first into a pile of cocaine. Yeah, a big pile of cocaine. Big old bag of cocaine. Oh Allegedly. 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 It's a performance-enhancing powder. But the crowd just, they're fucking dying in the audience. Oop. 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 Coming in for the hug? Nope, you get it too. Taking out her own man. Oh, man. Cocaine's one hell of a drug, allegedly.
For anybody that doesn't know, Rick Cardia is all of three plus builds. Oh, Cardia is like 350 plus. Now, I've been to Renegades a lot in my life. I was a frequent alcoholic in that bar doing karaoke. I've never heard that place that loud in my life. All the FU shows we've been to, like all of them, that was the loudest I've ever heard that place. I think something that I very much enjoy is in the background of these of said videos like this. You see the the crowd reaction, which is something that you get at a larger event, but you can't see the look on people's faces without like a high definition camera that zoomed in and specifically spotted. In this, it was just a, a wave of emotion. And I think an important thing about this match is there's three teams with three very contrasting styles. So uh, Bill, yourself and Rick, you seem very, um, I don't want to say old school. You're very, uh, grounded, but entertaining. Like it's, you feel like you could work with anybody and well, it was shown. I apologize for cutting you off there. No, um, no, no, that's, I mean, that's the goal, right? I mean, because you know, you have to, everybody has strengths and weaknesses, you know, I mean, uh, this was the first match we've had in, uh, I don't know how far we're going behind the curtain here, boys, but I'm just going. So this was the first match we've had in a while the, to where they were experienced guys. And I'm not shitting on, you know, the younger guys. But, uh, you know, when you're in there with more experienced people, you can do different things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's just, we just try to, like I said before, we just try to bring a mix of everything. You know, I mean, you can call us old school. And I think that would fall more on me, you know, like Rick, like Ma Maserati man is one of the most athletic guys, if not the most athletic guy in Michigan, you know, he can do anything uh, and everything. Um, so I, like, something that I draw from, and this is a comparison to a more well-known team that I would put you guys with um, Kazarian and Scorpio sky. That is very much more of where I see you guys. Well, who in uh, the you, fuck am I out of that equation? Because I ain't neither one of them. <laughs> like, I know. Look, we're, I'm just going to talk I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. We're going to talk to something. I feel like you guys uh, are like FTR, but on four loco and, you know, electric powder. But, I mean, that's my view of it. That works. That no, works. But, I mean, you just, you've got to, the best wrestlers, man, can always, you they can adapt and they can work with everybody. That's, you know, like, uh, I, it's popular to, I don't know if it is anymore, but it was popular to shit on John Cena forever. And John Cena is one of the greatest of all time. Now that when you, when you look back and you know, the same with Hulk Hogan, but then you can look at somebody like Shawn Michaels who could do so much more in a different way. And he's one of the best of all time. You know, it's just, it's like ice cream, man. You got vanilla, you got chocolate, you got strawberry and you got Neapolitan. Everybody likes different things, but you know, you just try to figure it out and just be the, Something, some kind of flavor that everybody can enjoy it, at least a little bit, you know. Right. I've always said that professional wrestling shows are the best when there is variety, and you guys bring a sense like, uh, like he said with the four locos, and he said about FTR, FTL for you guys, it's for the loco. That's what you guys are. That's like that. great. The whole four loco flag and everything would just great. You guys came out, and the second you guys hit that fucking ramp, it felt like a party. Like, it felt like, everyone get your drink, fucking get, grab your smoke or whatever, let's fucking light this motherfucker up. And yeah, that's, a, that's that's all we're trying to do, man. That's all we're trying to do. And, I mean, believe it or not, like, you know, like, back in the day, I mean, 
my goodness, like I, I was like a serious guy and I'd like come to the ring and just like wrestle. And like after I've been with Rick for, uh, let's see, what is this? 2023. So we've been a team for, uh, just about four and a half years now. And it took about three years for the pelvic thrust to, uh, to, to bleed over to me. But yeah, now we're some pelvic thrust and son of a bitches and we're drinking four loco and we're loving every second of it, man. It's cause, like, I, I can't get, I just can't get over how genuinely like charismatic you guys are. Like genuinely for me, an unknown before you guys walked in there. And it was just like, like you just said the hip thrust right there. It was like watching like, Biggie's protege with Rick just fucking doing the hip thrust and just getting there. He was just oozing charisma. There was not a goddamn thing you could do to take that man off the pedestal he was on. And you were right there with him, ooze like just taking everything in and just going like, goddamn, goddamn. Like, and in that moment, you guys, like the look and everything you guys had and the talent that you both had in the ring just screamed like, you guys have been doing this forever. Well, we kind of have, and I got to warn you, if you keep putting me over like this, we're going to be up until like two 30 in the morning. So you got to back it down a little bit, working but, out, uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It really means a lot, but no, man. I mean, and honestly, like the, there's, there's no secret to it. I mean, the secret is that, you know, Rick is one of my, my two best friends. So, you know, when you're out there just having fun with your friend, you know, people can see what's, what's real, you know, mm -hmm. people can, you can feel what's real and we're, we're legitimately out there. We're having the time of our life and we're just soaking in every moment that we have. And, uh, I think it shows, uh, and I appreciate the kind words. No problem. Ethan, you got anything real quick? Yeah. I was going to say, let's just go through Let's. So we have a, we have three questions that we run through with everybody that's a guest on the show. So we'll get through that and we can get back to, oh the the fu show or, or things going on with that uh you know uh, make sure bill gets his shine on here um <clears throat> so clint i'm gonna let you do those because you have them down pat and you always come up with something new and anyway all right well let me let me just say this you're a wrestler who is one of your biggest inspirations for wrestling could be wrestling or non-wrestling uh how many do you want just one because i can't meet as many as you want um i'm a big tully blanchard fan Mm -hmm. uh, love love Tully Blanchard, uh, Hogan, uh, Razor, uh, basically the whole NWO. Um, mm -hmm. Brett, I, I we'll stop there. I mean, I could just keep going and going and going, but I mean, yeah, I, I love all those old guys, man. Now give me one person who's not a wrestler that has been an inspiration to you as a wrestler. Um, I will say Michael Scott, the character from The Office, because, um, you know, he's a complete nerd. Um, mm -hmm. He's a loser. Like, he's completely awkward. And uh, so, like, that's if you've seen the dance move that I did in the dance off afterwards, like, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, one, I can't dance in general anyway, but I'm like, okay, like, you already can't dance, but how could you make this completely the, like, the most awful, worst thing ever? And it's like, okay, what would Michael Scott do? Well, he would roll around like a boob. So that's what, <laughs> you know, that's, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I like to, to take a lot from Michael Scott. So it's somebody that somebody somebody that if they're outside of the wrestling games, it, uh, a lot of people can relate with, and it allows them to connect with you as well. I like that. Too, we talked about video games before you got on here. What's your favorite wrestling video game of all time? 
Um, man, I don't want to be that guy, but it's got to be uh, No Mercy, right? I mean, that's oh, that's, that's the best. But I also have a very soft spot for a uh, uh, WCW versus the World. Um, oh, that was my because, first one. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, not my first, but th- that was everybody's first one for like the you know. I think we're probably all about the same age. I can remember like running home like from school on lunch break and mm-hmm. just like, okay, I've got to have one match in WCW versus the world on 64. Like, yeah, that was cool. But I mean, it's got to be no mercy. Yeah, no mercy. It's like for us, a lot of the answers are either no mercy or it's WCW and WO revenge. They're essentially the same game. Where you that just one was really good too. Yeah. What did I say? Oh, I said uh, the, the NBA one. Oh yeah, NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah, it's the WWE one that plays like jams. Uh, yeah, I remember that yeah, one. It was yeah, on yeah, Sega yeah. Genesis. No, and no, free. no, it was on PlayStation, bro. It came. Oh out, like, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm, like Kofi does like the disaster kick, but it's like a thousand feet in the. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, the paradise kick, whatever. Uh, you're you're talking about all stars. Yeah. Do you guys video. remember the? Uh, they did the twisted metal. WWE game and like oh three oh four, my love, my my love, love for the, twisted love metal goes so games. deep. I had the, that game. What's the name of that it was game? Called Crush Hour. Okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> I played the shit out of that. I loved it because Twisted Metal three and four sucked, and they didn't have a good Destruction Derby game. And Crush Hour was not a good Destruction Derby game, but it was like that filler until Twisted Metal Black came out. Me, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and then three wrestlers are on the road a lot. We always like to ask, What's your favorite fast food franchise? Uh, does Waffle House count? Yes, okay. So, um, you know, like up in Michigan, like it sucks because like there is no Waffle House. So, Mm -hmm. back in the day, like man, like we used to kill it at Waffle House, and we actually just got to go, you know, like my car, the 86 guys, we just got to go to Waffle House together for the first time in like, man, like 10 years, um, a couple months ago. So that's, I love that. It brings a smile to my face. I love Waffle House. Why so isn't there a Waffle House in Michigan? Right? Sorry. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Like, why isn't ever... there? No, I mean, you go to, I mean, we, we were down in uh, Fremont, Ohio, where I'm going to be uh, Saturday. Um, and coming back, like, uh, like uh, Nick's our driver on the way back. And I'm like... You know, map quest a, a a Waffle House for us, and he's like, "There's four in Toledo." Like, wait a minute, Toledo gets four, but we don't have one. That's bullshit. Yeah, why it's not wrong? Right, like, we you, don't have a Waffle. Denny's like, isn't even open at night anymore around here, bro. That's really? Not, if I want to get into a fist fight with my friends, where can I go? I don't have a Waffle House parking lot. Denny's is closed. Is there? Dude, don't like, even get me started because that's my biggest thing. Like since the pandemic, and that's really like. Like we really started like hitting the road because we were just basically doing BCWA because um, I was booking there and we, it just took a lot of like we didn't we couldn't really work anywhere else. But ever since the pandemic, like we're just trying to work everywhere we can. And so being out on the road, like my biggest thing is like, dude, nowadays everything closes at like nine, ten o'clock. Yep. My biggest concern because I can't eat before I wrestle. So like all I want to do is just eat a shitty meal. You know, like after I wrestle and nothing is open. Bro, okay, so like, wait, no, yeah, Den- 
No, it's not. It's not. They fucking my, close everything. My favorite Denny's, which is the one off of Rossonville and 94, is closed. I used yeah. to go in there 3 a.m. The waitress's name, her lovely lady, her name was Bob. We would go in there. We'd do syrup shots. We'd cause all kinds of chaos, leave a good tip, and jet. But, like, now I can't. I, if I want a lumberjack slam at 3 in the morning, I'm fucked. Yeah. Did, like, genuinely, because, like, we used to frequent this bar called Diamondback on Belleville Road. Diamondback Saloon. Yep. Yeah, and Denny's was right down the street. So our tradition was on Friday nights we close that bitch down, go to Denny's, and then we eat and just fucking. We're. I remember our friend Amy ate a raw steak from Denny's at three in the morning one time, barehanded. Like she just grabbed it off the place and plate and started eating it because we didn't feel safe giving her utensils. What What did she end up doing in life? Why did she have a raw steak? Right. Honestly, That's she's. She's, She's done great. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I, yeah. I, you know, we all do fucked up shit when we're drunk. That's what Mike Tyson said. So, I mean, yeah. I just, like, we, we would, I was like, I would DD, like, me and Tony would DD and just drive everyone. Ethan would get buzzed at the beginning, but be good at the end of the night to drive. And we just I quit. I drink for two hours and then I quit. And then we're there yeah. for another three hours past that. Yeah. You do the Rocky yeah. from the league thing mm. 30 minutes before you go, crap out the booze. You're good to go. No, I don't do that. I do. No, it's not. I'm going to ask our viewers like to Google why we don't have Waffle Houses. I, I can't get off this. Another fun fact about Waffle House I found out while I was in Ohio because I went there for, I think it was Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, War of the Worlds. I should open a Waffle House. Oh, the Columbus, and, when you went to Columbus. Yes, when I went to Columbus. And yeah. there were two Waffle Houses open directly across the street from one another. And I Googled it. Did you know that Waffle House, like, about 60% of their locations are across the street from another one. So their slogan can be, you never have to turn left into a Waffle House. That's amazing. That's like Dollar Father. General. Yeah. That's so I don't know which hold way up. you're coming from. Marketing ability. Right. They're both black and yellow. Put a Waffle House in a Dollar General. Like the KFC Taco Bell. Yeah. Bro. All right. We need to end the stream so we can have marketing idea decisions because we, we all just want to retire early. That's essentially what we're going for. Do you know, Let's do go. You know, I've got an empty lot right next to my house. I'll buy that bitch and we'll open this up. Let's go. Oh, down. Oh, my God. This stream is turning out better than I ever imagined. Fun <laughs> fact real quick because it's, it's on the topic. You know, you know, Pepsi, why they bought Taco Bell, KFC and all them, right? Because they couldn't so, compete with Coke. Yep, yeah, because they could because not they get market anywhere. Yeah, so they bought three restaurants because it was cheaper than getting into restaurants. They bought yeah. three of them just to put Pepsi in them. And yep. inadvertently created the second highest selling soft drink brand. I mean, because before that, Mountain Dew was like fifth on the list. And then after Taco Bell and Baja Blast, it became the uh, it became the second. Outsells Pepsi, crazy enough. Uh, so, Rick, or sorry, Bill, my bad. Um, <laughs> That's good. I'll speak for both of us. We're, he's here in spirit. Well, that fantastic. Um, but speaking on your social media, so I did some perusing. I was I was messing around on Instagram, and I noticed that it kind of goes back until about 2018. But you have trained at two, or you know, you trained in 2007 originally. Um, pre 2018, where what are we? What are we looking for from Bill Martell? Is there anything out there? So, yeah, there's a bunch out there. So I started off in uh, BCWA in 2007, um, and I wrestled uh, primarily there for um, about four or five years, but I did some stuff uh, down in Ohio for uh, MCW. Uh, it's a promotion that's no longer around. 
Um, I did some stuff around here. I worked for Clash Wrestling. Um, I worked for the the Juggalos, JCW. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, but then, yeah, in uh, what what was it, 2013? I uh, I ended up taking um, about four and a half years off. I just uh, I had a couple concussion issues, and I had to grow up, and I got a new job. It was a just a culmination of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and so I never thought I was going to wrestle again. And then, uh, came back there and, uh, what is it? I've got the poster here, July 7th of, uh, 2018. Motivation and, with you all the time right there. Yep. Shortly afterwards, uh, about a year and a, a little bit less than a year and a half after that, that's when studio 86 started and we're, we're turning the burning, man. We're ready to go. Isn't it crazy that, you know, it might, it, whatever, 10, 11, 12 years into your career. And that's where, you know, you hit that stride. And, and there's something to be said for that with so many people. It's not, not everybody can come up firing, you know, white hot out of the gate. And, um, you know, we're all the better for it. That now that, now that that's happened, you're out there, you guys are just, you know, making an, I don't want to say making a name for yourself like you haven't done it already, but you're putting Studio 86 on the map. People want to be club goers at this point. You know, that's I don't know if your fan I don't know if your fans have a name, if you guys have named them anything, but you know, people want to people want to see Studio 86 at this point. So that's fantastic. Yeah, it's we love a good success story. No, I appreciate that. And uh we do need to come up with a name for the fans now. So that's going to be something that we'll uh we'll think about and we can uh, let the live audience and everyone here vote on, but no, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, our past is our past. Uh, you know, Rick did a lot of things like he did a lot of good work. Um, you know, in BCWA, uh, he started just shortly after me. Um, and the time while I was off, like he did some really good things. So, you know, um, both of us, you know, we've got, we've got a, a, a long, uh, storied past, but you know, we're, we're aiming towards the future, and I think uh, I think I think the future is going to hold good things for us. So I'm going to ask another question on here, and everybody always asks dream opponents. I like to ask realistic dream opponents, essentially somebody you haven't wrestled before, but it's definitely and now everything's attainable. So I don't want to act like that's not uh, tag team wise, though. Is there anybody? in the area or or even nationwide that's on the radar of studio 86 that that you guys see that and you're like we'd mesh well with them that's who we want to work with uh, first of all for a motherfucker who smokes weed all the time this motherfucker needs to get better at smoking weed oh no man if you're not choking when you're smoking you ain't getting high and you're just wasting your time like i said i'm a fed so i haven't smoked in like 11 years so yeah my apologies but um oh, no, no like i said <laughs> it's something about storing it in your lungs because then it doesn't get out and you actually get most of the THC because it can't escape. Anyway, sorry, science. It's all good. <laughs> um, no, man, like you said, everything is attainable. Um, you know, like myself and Rick, we both worked with, you know, so many people like that. Like I watched when I was growing up and it was like, I never thought I'd be able to be in the ring with this guy. So, um, like you said, everything is attainable. Um, I know that uh, I, I think I speak for both of us. We always wanted to work with the rock and roll express, even though they're older, um, man, like they're, they could tear it up. Like, and I think uh, one of them just retired. Was it, um, was it Robert, Robert Gibson that just retired? I think Ricky Morton is, 
Is tagging. He's still, he's still going, but Robert Gibson's doing seminars and stuff. He's got a show in Indiana this weekend, I think. I would love to work with the Rock and Roll Express, and um, I think we'd love to work with FTR, man. I'd love to work with uh, Sammy and KO. I'd love to work with the Usos. Like, I'd love to work with, I mean, any of those guys locally. Um, you know, we've worked with a lot of guys. Uh, I'd like to do another uh, go around with a DTA. Um, okay. we, we did some stuff with, uh, you know, they've got different incarnations. Um, but yeah good work with dta and um you can book it. you know um i i've known um uh gq and uh miller for years i haven't talked to either one of them in years but i would like to uh, i don't think that anybody would be upset to see studio 86 against the lotus i don't think that anybody would be upset to see that so yeah there's tons of guys man uh, we're, we're we're willing to work with anybody man that'd be really good like I can just think like one team like locally that I know that I would like to see you guys go up against is uh, just grim reality for one. Grim reality is hot well, shit right now. We um, are we are facing off with them on April twenty first for TKW in Taylor, Michigan. That is a Friday night. Studio eighty six and Grim Reality is going down. I see. I took my notes beforehand, boys. I'm the, you're not dealing with no amateur here. Taylor ain't that far away. Hmm. No, that's yeah. a Taylor. That's a Taylor. No, and, uh, uh, not so to it's a very good show too. It's worth. It's the bang for the buck. It's good. Yeah, I was gonna say not to compete against the boss here, but TKW does uh does good shows. Uh, we've oh, been yeah. there uh, three or four times. They're bringing in um, oh man, I don't want to misquote, but they're bringing moose. in a couple. Moose. Yeah, Moose. They're hey, bringing in Alice Moose. Kay. They're bringing in Moose and Allison K. So it's gonna be a really loaded show. Moose. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I'm fucking coming. Thank you yeah. for that. That, that oh, match dog. is gonna match is gonna Bro. fuck harder than any man I've ever been with. I'm Wait, excited. I was at the last one, dog. I was just there hanging oh, out with fan in the audience, dog. Like, I know. Man, I was going hype. Like Bill saw me. Bro, I was I was wild. It's a good show. It's a good yeah, show. Yeah, fun. I mean, aside from um, Friday shows, like, I've been up since 4.30 in the morning when I go there, so I'm pissed off. I'm stiffing everybody I work with that night, including my own partner. When I tag him, I'm tagging the shit out of his hand. I'm pissed off. <laughs> we Fantastic. talked about the Todd earlier. We talked about Scrubs earlier. I'm just imagining you hitting him with like a high five like like the Todd would and then just doing the snap afterwards and getting out of the ring. Yep, I'll do it just for you. If I see you there, I'll, I'll add it in. Oh, I like that. That's good. I love me. <laughs> But yeah, so you we you and I talked a little bit before we got on because Ethan likes to take care of the professional wrestling questions. I like to ask nerdy questions. So man, you showed me that you were having like three arcade cabinets there. I got to see like you told me about the Street Fighter one. Yeah. What are the other two? So I have the Street Fighter one, and that's the one I modded to where I've got like every game from uh, NES to N sixty four, and then all the arcade games, and then I have um. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, yes. That's got Turtles and Turtles in Time. And Whoa. then I've got, um, I've got Space Invaders and then the uh, the virtual pinball I showed you. I modded that. I don't know how I got it to work. The only game I've got on there is uh, WWF Royal Rumble Pinball, which uh, it, it's sweet. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool. So, yeah, I'm a big-time nerd, man. I showed you I got uh, – you can probably see I got – Jason Voorhees figures, the Ghostbuster mm -hmm. shit. I'm, I'm a loser, man, but I, uh, I embrace it and I enjoy it. 
No, man, like fucking nerds are in, man. We had to wait fucking like 15 years after we got out of high school, but we're finally in. Yep. Now's our time. The rest of the world's just got to get the memo, right? We, we got yeah. the memo. The rest of everybody's just got to get it. Like, I'm finally with a girl. Like, she hears me talking about all my nerd shit. And I do that, you know, the typical thing. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on. She's like, no, it's pretty hot. Like, keep talking about it, please. And I'm just like. Yeah, that's that's what I need to find. So congratulations. Uh, well, to be honest, we work at a dispensary together for a while. So that's how we kind of fell into each other's neck. I fucking miss Ophi. I'm in. I popped it. I saw her in George's thing, and I was just half-ass paying attention on the side. And I like, oh, I've been here the whole time. Shit stain, and I'm like, I can't see. So news to everybody, I can't see who views this stuff. I don't have that power. He I, does I all of the Twitch views. I'm just here. Yeah, to get a peek behind the curtain, folks. Uh, fuck. Uh, I hope you knock your fan over again, dog. I hope so much. Like, stuff there's there's the whole setup. Like my PlayStation is still on. I was going through my trophies. Like this is. <laughs> Eek behind the like a fucking the trophy show 3ds charger <laughs> all my lighters and shit I was just looking at my accomplishments yeah yeah here's, here's, so here's, our here's behind the scenes here's clinton oh yeah baby that feels so <laughs> fucking good i'm so good man i got the i got all those bronze trophies all of them all anybody okay, who one platinum i'm so I proud hate, of I, hate. I have every platinum trophy for every dark souls game suck my dick Listen, man, there's not a lot that I dislike more than somebody who just wants to show off trophies for no reason. That's it's not a good look. Well, man. if we don't want to just like you don't want to just show off your trophies for no reason. You know, if that, a little bit closer. Okay. Let's talk about trophies that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, you're right. Do we hey buddy, do you wanna do you wanna tell people the news? You're the oh, AEW yeah, so champion. No, so the, we, we don't pay attention to the game it. on the belt. No, it's so just he our won belt. the predictions uh, for the WrestleMania weekend predictions. Well, I thought you won. No, no, no. I, I beat you night one, and yeah. he beat Russ night one. I know that, but face. I thought you won. No, no, I beat him by one point. One he needed point. Roman. He needed. He uh he needed to. Who was the one match that it was down to? Oh, well, it was. Yeah, he needed uh Sheamus to win, and uh, Gunther won. And after Gunther won, there was no coming back. Champs I want to here again, baby. I want to point out. I do want to. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. This is important. This is important because while you are champ with a belt, I need you to understand that the bottom half of the screen, because Russ is normally where Bill's at, mm-hmm. would say there is a new champ because your overall point leader for mm-hmm. WrestleMania weekend with a combined score of, I believe it was 15. 15. Was it 15 is, of course, the boss, the man who knows wrestling just a little bit better than you two, Jarrah, my gold man. You got to add way more than that. When you're rubbing it into somebody's face, you got to oh. drop every fucking gimmick you've ever had. The 24 oh, know, but, carat. Come on now. Oh, I know, but they got they got an hour after the podcast is over to just get so, it run down. Let, me, like, let oh. me just hit you with this, Jeremiah, for the champion promo, because I'll, I'll go by what he said. Jeremiah, it doesn't matter that you had the most points over the weekend. It doesn't matter you had 15 to my 14. What matters is you lost on night fucking one, so you couldn't beat me in night fucking two. You lost. And then the boy that beat you lost to me. I don't give a fuck that you finished with 15 over my 14. It doesn't fucking matter because you didn't beat 
me. What? Yeah, but you were supposed to keep did. going. But oh, I that's did. all I got, me. I'm high. But I did. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, I did. you fucking blonde-haired bitch. I listen, listen. Hey, listen, I take listen. fucking offense to that, dick. Listen, listen. I'm just gonna say some people like you and like uh, what was that baseball guy that like did the roids? Uh, Every one guy, every one of them, Ortiz. No, 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 Sosa and uh, Johnny, him, the, the red, the gingers, McGuire, McGuire, right? Like, like you guys can be in the record books with asterisks, that's fine. I like pure wins, I like knowing I was actually the best. You know, when you come into a three way match and you pin the other guy, I mean, feel good, go home, you did it, ooh, but you didn't mm-hmm. beat, you, you didn't beat the guy that counts. Which is why I'm going to beat you single-handedly one-on-one at the next one. It's just you and me, buddy. It's just me and you? It's just you and me. We just doing this? It's just going to be you and me. Fuck Ethan. Fuck Russ. It doesn't matter. I'm not satisfied with the fact that you beat me for overall. I know you were lying. I'm not. I was pissed. I was pissed that Roman won. How about this? Whoever loses loses the next competition has to eat corn the long way like a baby-back bitch. I don't like corn, so I'm not going to do that. Well, are you scared? Do you think you're going to lose? I mean, if you think you're going to win, then you don't worry about it. Loser does the one-chip challenge. I've got two of those sitting right over here that I've had in my house for like two years, and there's no way I'm ever fucking touching them. I'll order order one. No, no, I want to one-up it because Bill has two of them. Loser has to eat a hot-chip challenge sandwich with hot sauce in the middle. And the shit's two years old. I'm down with that. I'm down. I'll, I'm I'll down do with right one now. chip because I've never eaten one of them bitches before. No, 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 no. Like, I've never done it either. I've eaten hot food. I've never done that chip. It's going to suck okay, either way. On. Let me it's see like here. Give me one second here. The absolute see. worst, like, take, like, so not the hottest thing I've ever had, but it's the bomb sauce from Hot Ones because it tastes okay. like rancid oil. It's Here's- not the hottest thing ever because I've done the last dabs. The last dab triple X that they have actually has like a peach mango flavor to it. It's pretty fucking good once you get past the heat. The but the dab or the uh, the bomb is just disgusting because it's like it's not really a sauce. It's like an oil on it, and it yeah. just coats everything. It's so fucking bad. If you get it, no, on your lips, it's fucked up. It's not good. Okay. Here's the deal. You're, I'll make you. Here's you're the gonna deal. win. So I don't even know why you're, you're worried about. This eating is fine. This is fine. This is the win. deal. I'll make you. We're doing radio for two here, boys. <laughs> Backlash, backlash is on the sixth. Fu is on the twelfth. The loser has to eat the chip in the ring after the show is over in front of everyone. Love it. Never mind what I said. Intermission. Intermission. Loser yeah, eats it on up. intermission. Lo- loser has to sit through that second half of the four-hour show sucking. Deal. And if it's me, I, I, that's gonna fucking suck. I gotta run a show. <laughs> it's fine though. That's life. Deal. Deal. Loser, loser eats a one chip challenge sandwich. Oh man, it'd be good. F you. Intermission. Fuck. fuck, this is gonna suck. I'm. I need to be focused on this one. All right, Bill. I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sorry, we derailed because you were present at the Fu show. Did you happen to pay attention um, during uh, the spot where Jeremiah so? Um, between grim reality and kim- killing the yeah business. allegedly allegedly uh, jumped somebody did you happen to were you happen to watching the show at that time so that was after my match correct 
Yeah. Yes. Um, I was out there, but see, however, um, there's a thing that we like to call on the loco. So um, once I'm on the loco, like I can't be held responsible for anything. So I saw what Jeremiah did, but I wasn't able to like comprehend it. Um, so I remain a neutral party here because I was on the loco. Thank you. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. all we needed. Also, yep. the locos. I think that's your fan club. The locos. The locos. Dog. So real quick, Bill, I'm going to like my, my, my creative brain went off during this interview and I'm going to be sending you guys a logo design. I'm with it. I'm with okay. it. Um, yeah, and just it. just to go back to the locos, um, my initial gut reaction is don't love it, um, but I could I could sleep on it and love it. So we're we're going to we're going to put it in the catalog there. We'll I'm not going to commit to wall. it. We'll throw yeah. it against the wall and see if it's hanging up there in a week. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. More than just a second to fall. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I've got a lot of very questionable ex Lions players hanging on the wall, so it doesn't take like the best, highest quality to be hanging on the wall. So it could, it could fit. But, I'm, a, I'm a football guy. Who's the sketchiest one you have up there? Oh my goodness! Let me put my glasses on here real quick, and uh, I'll just. Uh, so it's probably got to be uh, either Dan Arlovsky or. Um, Sam Martin, just because he's a punter. Yeah, See, it's like the wall of mediocrity. You know, I've got a couple good guys. I got like Night Train Lane, Herman Moore, Goff. You know, but you know, there's no reason Dan Arlovsky should be on my. Zach Zenner is very obscure as well. It Fun is, fact, but, you know, he was a doctor. Fun fact: Where uh, Goff's cousin was in attendance he's on not, Friday night. God. Really. No, he's not Goff's cousin. They're related Listen, somehow. I, just I'm going to tell you. I, I'm going to tell something you something about it before. Hey, pass the he word along because I have been the only guy from the moment they traded Stafford out of here. I was like, yes, I'm Team JG. Let's go, number sixteen. Jared Goff is my dude. I love Jared Goff. Send him eighty sixes way. I got, <laughs> I got unlimited four locos for Jared Goff. I he love that guy, man. I want to point out that, for a reason. I want to point out that Jared Goff has made this team something amazing. Whereas when Stafford was here, it was a fever dream. Hey, Jared Goff, I'll tell you this, and I know we're we're going way into the woods. That's the fun. first year yeah. there, the first year last year there, they set Goff up to fail. I mean, he had no wide receivers. You know, last year. He played lights out all year aside from a couple game span where no disrespect to Khalif Raymond, because I think Khalif Raymond is a hell of a football player. But when Khalif Raymond and Tom Kennedy are starting mm -hmm. at wide receiver, you know, when they had the injuries, like you're not going to win a game. I mean, you know, but yeah, golf's great, man. Khalif's one of my, my one of my favorite. I know you guys do trading cards. One of my favorite cards is I've got a golf uh, tops classic. I believe it's uh, autographed in the Lions uni. And uh, it's uh, it's either a one out of ten or one out of five. I can't remember, but yeah, it's like my favorite card. That's and the good thing about being a golf fan, I bought it like a year ago. Like nobody likes the guy, so I got it for like forty bucks. Like, mm -hmm. so it's the best of both worlds. Like, I get my favorite player, and I don't have to, you know, blow my wallet out to get it. And then another one we got. Uh, our moderator is actually cousins with Zenner. Oh, hey, hey, Zenner had. Uh, uh, Two or three good years with the Lions there. Mm -hmm. No, but like, yeah, we, like Goff is king. From Matthew, Matthew Priest. Priest. 
Thank Matthew Priest, Studio 86 member, Matthew Priest. He hasn't been around in a while, but uh, he's still 86. Love that you guy. You talked about a prize card. This is uh, We pulled this one from our I got it. box. I got it. You should call the fans the 86. There can only be 86 of them, right? And they got to fight for those spots, bro. That, that's where I'm at, dog. Like and we make family? them pay. We make them pay, and they become shareholders like Green Bay Packer fans. Which, by the way, just real quick, if I say anything tonight, the most important thing I say is fuck the Green Bay Packers and fuck all of their fans and fuck Aaron Rodgers and fuck Brett Favre and fuck Donald Driver. Fuck all of them. Hell yeah. And fuck Jamal Williams because he used to be a Packer too. Aaron Rodgers is the most overrated quarterback in the history of football. My man Tom Brady changed divisions and in one year tied them with the amount of fucking Super Bowls they won in that division. Just saying. I I'll tell you this. The Packers had – the Packers – let me – I'll finish and then we'll be done. The Packers had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, maybe two of the best five quarterbacks of all time over 40 <laughs> years, and you got two Super Bowls. Go fuck yourself. The only Packer – there, there's a big pack. Yeah, see, but look, Reed, there, we lose the plot all the it's time. It's a wrestling po- – we've been very honest. It's a wrestling podcast. This was I on mean. me. I, I went yeah. way off base. I apologize. Listen, it man, like, we'll, we'll we have, diverge into hockey we have a best – listen, hold on. There's a best of video out there where it's 11 straight minutes of this dude talking about my brother's dick. We, right he on. did that for 11 straight fucking minutes one time. This podcast is just – we have wrestlers on – and we like wrestling, and we talk about wrestling, but we definitely defer from wrestling a lot. I'm there's cool with thing, it. There's more Re- things out in the world than just wrestling. Reggie White is one of the greatest Packers, and it's because he's been known for being a Philadelphia Eagle. That is, I, I will, I will stand by that. I don't have any problem with Reggie White because of that. However, old school name that I do know personally, Gilbert Brown, the Grave Digger. Actually, no, like I know him, know him. Oh, um, I don't know. It did. I'm not familiar. Did he play for played, the Packers? Played for the Packers in the mid '90s. Like he was on the Super Bowl team. Um, well, then he can also go and fuck himself. Yeah, got a got a sweet amount of cars. Uh, but when I met him, I was like, "Yeah, my wife's a Packers fan." I said, "But uh, I'm not." So, like, I'm really happy that you won a Super Bowl. But uh, out of pure despise, uh, go fuck yourself. And it's terrifying saying that to a six foot five, like 360 pound man. Uh, But he's like, that's okay, bro. Respect. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) He treated you like a dog and he was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Basically hurt me. This man could, this man could body me. And I'm just like, no, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. He won a Super Bowl ring. Your words just bounce off him. Oh, hundred percent. I'll appease Reed and I'll tell us a fucking meeting a wrestler story real quick. Fucking. My sister did those beauty pageants, like those toddlers and tiara shit growing up. I hated that shit. What the fuck happened? But one time we went to uh, we went to go meet Macho Man, and he had Gorgeous George. So my dad was like, oh, get all dressed up. We can go meet him in your pageant gear. And we go meet him. And my dad's standing there with my sister in her gear. He's like, oh, man, your daughter's pretty cute in all of her pageant gear. I really like that. And my dad's like, yeah, it's just some dumb kid pageants. And he fucking Randy Savage stood up out of his chair. He was like, how dare you disrespect your daughter in front of me? I guess I'll get across this table and beat your ass. You're a beautiful little girl. Don't worry about a thing. Don't listen to him. And I was like, Macho Man was going to beat up my dad. 
And I was That's like, I, cool. I was a big, like, even then, like, just Macho Man's going to be with my dad is cool. But looking back on it, Macho Man was progressive as fuck. Yeah. And should have been, been the Hogan <laughs> position in growing up. He no, should have been the one. Like, just say that's, that's my favorite thing I've heard all week. Macho Man was progressive as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like it. He was. He even Who else was on pro- TV show going like, it's okay for a man to cry. I've cried a thousand times and I'll cry more. Like that Dog. shit. I'm just like, that guy. He made a he made a hate album. Like he went out, spent his own money, and published an entire album for his hate rap album specifically. Yes, like like dog. He's an innovator. Like he's so progressive. Wow, this didn't Hold really on. go off the rails. I'm looking. Yeah, we're <laughs> way like, off the rails. So we have derailed. Does That's anyone like know the title of his rap album? Story, though, like, yeah, it's uh, be, a man. It's be a man. Oh, yeah. be a man. Okay, give me. You one You should song. know that you lived with Tony, and he had that on rotation. Man has a six disc CD changer in his car. One of the discs at all times was the Be a Man album. He never took it out of his disc, out of his changer. Yo, you know what's way worse than Macho's album is is Hogan's album that he put out in like '94. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. I love me some Hogan. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. Worst song ever. So, you know what's upsetting about that is Hogan's actually a really good bass player, or he was at one point, because he was a session player. And not now his his story is about, oh, I was almost in Metallica. That's all bullshit. But he did put out an album in Japan that was called Ichiban, and it's actually not bad. And he did some help. He had some help in mixing it. But it, it's not like so. He's a really good. He was a really good bass player at one point in the eighties. But now, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. There's it's a different. big difference between playing bass and rapping. I no, mean, and Macho Man <laughs> went in there and he had he had good producers, good mixers. Like the man paid for the quality. I feel like Hogan was like, brother, I'm gonna put a studio in my home. And I know my Hogan sounds like a, sounds like Jesse Ventura. I'm in the desert doing peyote with aliens. Um, it's by Hulk Hogan, but. It was just he was like, I'm gonna put a studio in my home and I'm gonna make a diss album to respond to my or to whatever it was, but it was bad. It wasn't good. No, Hogan just did that shit recreationally. Like he got bored. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was no reason. Like Hogan won the WCW championship and was like, Hey brother, what do we got to do next? And he just called up Jimmy Hart and Jimmy was like, Right on, Hulkster, I'll be right there. And they just did this fucking album for no reason. At least Macho, like, I mean, his shit, like, whatever. But at least his shit was petty. Like, I respect that more. Hogan did his shit for no reason. That'd be like me putting out a rap album right now. I have no reason to put out a rap album. <laughs> That's the equivalent of Hogan's CD. Jimmy Hart looking like the exact same person for the last 40 years as well. Right? Like, yeah, saw so him at the Hall of Fame, and he's, he's walking down, and I'm like, how much how much self-tanner did they have to roll onto your body with a paint? But like literally, they're taking that little four-inch roller and they're like, Jimmy, it's okay, we're just gonna run it up your neck. So Bruce Pritchard's back there and he's like, I got some red paint. And it's <laughs> back, back off, brother love. New paint of color. Do 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 fucking did that shit recreationally. Five, that one's gonna four, tickle me for a couple three, days. Two, That's facts, man. Oh my goodness, we just um um uh we're we just got raided. Um, By who? Jordan. I don't see it yet. Maybe. He might. I don't know. Oh, uh, God. He just popped in, and yep, that, that's where it is. Ah, Christ almighty. Sorry about that. Anyway, hey, uh, so for there's all like, of our... There's over 20 people in here now just listening to us talk about bullshit. 
Yeah, it's okay though. So for everybody that's joining, we're gonna go through our introductions really quickly. I'm gonna bounce this off. So to my left is PK. You can find it's Clint. You can find him at PK Batman. Uh, beneath me, but never actually below me, mm-hmm. is Jeremiah Goldman, the 24 karat lion, the fashion sensation across all four elemental nations. Uh, I don't. I'll, I'll get your whole thing down at Last some point. And then we have a very special guest, Bill Martell from Studio A6 is in the house. If you guys get a chance, please, please, please go to Wrestling or Wrestling Rage on YouTube or the FU Facebook and uh, buy the pay-per-view if it's still available and check their match out because that was a blast. How rude. It's Wait a minute. We were on pay-per-view. Where's my royalty money, boss? <laughs> oh, no, it's not pay-per-view. Like, Ethan just missed word stuff like an idiot. Whatever. Big shout-out to Jord's <laughs> sister channel of ours. I love Jord with all of my heart. I miss you. I wish I had more time to hang out with you on your shit. Oh, we're on God. Facebook live stream, Ethan. How dare you try to pump it up to make us sound awesomer? No, How man. Like I? Facebook fucking... live stream. There you go. There you go. So for no, any of those to... who missed, uh, on May 12th, either Jeremiah or myself will be eating a one-chip challenge sandwich live on pay-per-view during intermission at his next show. And don't for forget their just... two don't forget their two-year-old one chips. Yeah. I'm gonna shit myself to death. Thank Which you. is even probably more fucked up. I don't have any concrete evidence of this because I'm not a scientist, but I feel like that can't be any better. It's got to be like, like wine, right? They have to get, they just have to get stronger with age. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like all hot stuff gets hotter, like the longer it sits. Like I'm just like, preparing to bleed oh, out no. my ass, if I'm being honest with you. Like, so there was a TV show that was called, uh, I don't know if it was Eating History or whatever it was. And it had uh, Josh Makuga on it, who was a dude that was on this uh, movie and trivia thing that I used to watch. Anyway, they would go and they would find old food from back in the day. And at one point, they ate some hardtack from the Silver, Civil War. And uh, it was basically like to a point where he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to break my teeth on that. I'm like, wait until somebody wait until somebody goes to the ocean and finds like an old barrel of salt pork from like a pilgrimage ship. I don't know why the word just I did not have hearing heart attack on my bingo card for today. That really popped me. I, <laughs> I like that. So I, I fuck with you guys. I, I never at one point thought, yeah, well, I'll hear the word hard tack tonight during this podcast. We aim to keep people on the edge of their seats, maybe in a good way, maybe in a maybe in a hey, I'm ready to get up and leave. But it, one of the ways they're going to be in the edge of the seat. I've always Doors said right there. Go. We don't strive to be the best. We strive to be the most likable. Right on. No one wants to work with an asshole. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Speaking of assholes, Jeremiah. Someone told me that you did something on Friday. I know we kind of covered it. Like, did you attack Grim Reality? Because I didn't, I was high as shit. I didn't see anything. But that's the rumor going around. That that is a word I've heard. Like, I I, I don't know. That's a what? It's oh, that just, was a that was a weird message. It is. That's Jordan. It's also subscribe. Story. I'll eat edibles for every subscription we get. <laughs> but anyways, no man. Like, did I attack them? No. Never. I believe in the business. It's called a receipt. There you go. Did did I have to put two green little boys down and show them their place? Little boys? Yeah. 
uh, homie, the, the last time I looked, there was only one man standing after what I did. So, yes, little boys. Could so, I just request that maybe you do the same thing on April 21st for TKW in Taylor, Michigan? Could you fuck up Grim Reality for us to help us out? I no, believe he did to. attack will, me. So we will, we will talk. We will talk. I, got I can't you. stand these two. They are, listen, listen. Fuck those guys. And their oh. manager's weird, and he looks oh. like he smells. Oh, that Presley dude? Yeah, Is his sideburns are his sideburns are way shitty. Like, oh, come God, on. They're this. horrible. He looks like he eats corn the long way. He looks like he also, <laughs> his diet consists mostly of glue sticks. I mean, uh, what's I'm wrong so with that glad, guy? I'm so glad you said that. I was literally, I was trying to think what the greatest wrestling sign I ever seen was. And it was the uh, the one that said, I think it was Goldberg eats corn the long way. Okay, so that's number three on my sign list. So I can't tell you what my number one is because I don't I've I it's it's not politically correct. And if I say it back, I don't want any heat on me because it's not cool. But number two is the number two sign of all time is definitely why were HBK's pants so high at SummerSlam 93? I love <laughs> that somebody took the time to put that on a sign. And Roman Reigns is looking off. He's all pissed off, and that sign's just right behind him. Why were HBK's pants so high at SummerSlam 93? I love I'll, I'll, it. I will always love the Bo Dallas ones where he would come out and people would always hold up the sign of, why is his hair so wet? I like that. That one popped me. To, to answer this question, uh, at that time, in 93, Sean did not have a FUPA at all. Well, that's that's right when him and Diesel started riding together. And remember, that's yeah, that like Sean yeah. said all he did was just eat. Like, he ate like Diesel, so he gained like 30 pounds. That's, that's, it might have been what it was. For somebody who wears, but just speaking, I'm, I'm somebody who wears my trunks quite high up. So I uh, there might be some similarities. I could feel Sean's plight there. You know what, though? The, the trunks higher up thing, I've noticed people have commented on it. Why do guys wear trunks higher up? Because, man, you don't want, like, if somebody's going to grab your grab your shorts for a roll-up or something like that, you don't want, you know, you don't want, you know, be full cracking it out there. Not everybody has, like, a John Lennon ass that comes all the way up their back. Like, you just want a little bit. What? Yes, yes, Chief, you have your hand up. I do, I do. It's because the, the real reason why people wear their, their tights so uptight or high is because we as men generally wear our pants incorrectly to begin with. Your pants are supposed to go to your waistline, not your hip line. And we generally just wear them around our hip because we think it looks cooler and manlier because, you know, years of like um, uh, bad masculinity. I can't remember the correct woke terms, if you will. But that's why guys wear it because then they get the full mobility of their outfit like it's intended to and they can do cool shit and flippy do's and heart. Let me just add something to this. So shameless plug. Um, there is a video on YouTube titled Bill Martell wrestles with his ass out for over two minutes. So I have n never had a problem showing my ass and I would show my ass again tomorrow. However, the trunks remain high because I've ballooned in weight for 15 years between two and 300 pounds. So there's a lot going on. So it's just better to just go ahead and cover her up. But the ass has always been terrible. I, I have no problem showing that. Ethan, before you go, we do have a viewer question. Uh, why do you guys have that stupid weird mesh that gets caught around your nutsack? What the fuck does that mean? It's is it okay. talking about like swimsuits? One. I don't know. 
I think that's a swimsuit question because, like, you know how like all swimsuits have the mesh inliner thing. Uh, okay. I've heard numerous stories of dudes getting their balls caught in it. It's not pleasant. Every time I buy a swimsuit and it's got those, because I like, I'll buy swimsuits that I think are like, you know, real hoochie or whatever. I'll cut it out of the inside because I don't need it. You see, I avoid those when I was doing jujitsu because I bought ball hammock underwear. So I just had this little pouch that I would just drop my nuts into. And then they were just there. Like they had freedom to move, but they were in one singular place. Respect. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I my opinion on the high waisted things is Jeremiah is correct. It is that we that we don't actually wear them in the correct spot. Uh, but my idea is more retail to advertise. It's very you true. Have, you have a larger space to put your stuff. You got a little. You got a little skivvy. You're like coming from a swimmer world. I, I swam in high school, so you'd have the dudes that would wear like you know the the. Ryan, whatever his name was, uh, trunks, and they would have a little tiny little flag on them. And you're like, no, I want more space. So you have the dudes wear the ones that have the stuff down the side. Perfect. I'm actually trying to get the old president to actually sponsor me. He has the biggest trunks. He has the biggest trunks. They're so much bigger, so much bigger than Obama's, so much bigger and better. Where's Russ at? <laughs> See someone, he's got that, oh, he's got that nailed impression. Um, Wow. Yeah, we're way off the rails. We're... No, we are so far. That's fine. Whatever. This happened. You know what's honestly? We go and we're like, hey, here's how we're going to do the rundown. We're like, we're going to do the Bill Martell interview. We're going to talk about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to send it home. And you know what happens? We're like, we get to the Bill Martell interview and then we're like, eh, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Roll with it. Fuck our, yeah. Most of our shows are just like, we don't have plans. We're just, I just want to be done in time to go to bed. I'm gonna be honest. Hey, I'm right there with you. I didn't want to talk about Raw, right? And Bill, if you need to leave at any time, feel free. No, I'm good, brother. I'm here for the long run. But let's. Uh, hey, I, I will go ahead and put us towards WrestleMania. Um, I didn't watch much of Night Two. I only watched maybe about, uh, I think, three matches. Night One of WrestleMania, and I'm somebody who, um, dude, like, I can't watch the new stuff, man. I just, it's a thing. Like, I can watch old stuff all day long, but. I can't watch the new stuff, but I watch WrestleMania every year. And night one of WrestleMania this year, like I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. <laughs> I thought honestly, like top to bottom, one of the best pay-per-view cards I've seen in a long time. Like since probably all out 2021, it's the top to bottom best wrestling card. Yeah, it was really good. And I mean, again, like I'm not shitting on anybody because John Cena is a fucking legend. But I mean, you can make a case that like Cena and Austin Theory was like the worst match. And and when I say that, like it wasn't even a bad match. No, it, like, it was bad. still it was, it was still good. So when that's your worst match, like dude, that's a hell of a WrestleMania, man. Nope, I got a little emotional during that match. I won't lie. When Cena did the wave on his hand and he just looked at everyone and did this, I was like, I felt like I was watching him do the five knuckle shuffle for the last time. Yeah, like him doing that. Like I don't like even that match. Like it was as you said, it wasn't even a bad match. It was a pretty decent match. Solid. Like it went like 10 minutes, but like I expected nothing more from Cena. He's been, he's acts like he can't, he can't go like he used to. And that's okay. But he came out and he gave him a hot opener and a hot fucking entrance to start the night. And it just like, it just kept growing and getting better from there. Like everything just stacked. Like the people, like the one thing that people did like leading up to it was what should main event night one. And after watching night one, you could have made a case for either one of them. Because Rhea Ripley and Charlotte 
tore the fucking house down. Uso, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, they all deserve Emmy nominations for this whole Bloodline saga. All of them. No, I was, I mean, just me personally, I think there was no, and Rhea and Charlotte was really, really fucking good. But Mm -hmm. there's, I mean, dude, they, Sammy and Jimmy and Jay, KO, all those guys deserve that main event, man. They really did. They really did. And they delivered. And no disrespect to to the women's championship match because they, that, you could make a case that that was the best, you know, technically bell to bell match of the night. But the story wise, like, there's a reason Hogan and Andre main evented WrestleMania three and Savage and Steamboat was the best match, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason they didn't main event because, it, and it's because of story. I think if you would have taken the IC title match and then Roman and Cody from night two and put them on night one, you would have one of the best pay per views that company's ever put out. You could have honestly cut a lot of WrestleMania night two. Because I'll honestly like, we did get best, we did get Snoop like run into the, the ending best though. Part of night two Bro, was Shane McMahon blowing out his knees. Dude, that hurt. Because I was always I was always a big Shane fan. Like still, like still, like I've always loved Shane. Do you want to like, know what my favorite wrestling match of all time is? It's Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle from King of the Ring two thousand one. You I, are you are a satanic person, sir. I very much. That's why I do commentary for Horse Slam. There you go. Well, see, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I like sick shit, but like, I like other than that, like even last year, like my favorite match of the year was uh, the Anarchy in the Arena match, and I was hey, the, shit on for that. The best my part of that match, match was playing playing Wild Thing. What did it loop of uh, one and a half times? That it was great. Two and a half times. It was great. I loved it. But like, no, just I I love Shane. I I even went to Hell in a Cell when it was in Detroit to see Shane versus KO, and I thought that was great. And I remember walking out of that arena going, Shane, you're old, hang it up. Like, just hang it the fuck up, man. I don't need to see you jump off shit anymore. Yeah. By the way, no, that's the that's the bad part about getting in there, man. It's like, you can train. <coughs> you can be in the best shape. You can train. But, I mean, unless you're in there doing it constantly, like, that shit can happen. And that's, like, such a fluke thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, that sucked. I mean, but hey, I mean, Snoop did a really good job. I mean, you could hear the ref yelling at him, people's elbow, people's elbow. And I mean, but you got to put yourself in his shoes for somebody who's not a worker. And I know he's had a couple, you know, kind of matches or whatever. But for somebody who's not a worker and you've got however, what was it, 90,000 people or whatever around you, like for him to not shit his pants, like, yo, kudos to Snoop Dogg, man. My favorite meme coming out of the whole weekend, it was like that, uh, it was the arm shake from, I think it's Predator, like they do the arm shake thing, and it was just like professional wrestling vets and Snoop Dogg and the hands were calling it in the ring, and I was just like, Snoop's a vet, man, yeah, Hall of Fame, yeah. d- double Hall of Fame for Snoop. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, this actually, uh, this was about the, uh, the Hell in a Cell match. I took him to his first wrestling event that night. And he watched Shane jump off the cage, and he was having a panic attack watching it. Uh, The Miz deserves flowers. The Miz is great. I don't have a single problem with what he does or what his character or anything. I do think he has a problem when Grayson Waller gets called up, because I think Grayson Waller is the Miz, but better. Uh, And for all we do know, Snoop did poop his pants. Uh, Snoop's a performer. (laughs) At, At the end of the day, the man's a performer, and wrestling is a performing art. So... 
he is somebody that if you're in that spot, Snoop's been performing in front of live crowds since before his first album came out. His first album dropped mm-hmm. when he was 17. The man's 50 years old. He has 35 years, let's call it, experience of performing in front of a crowd. He did the exact right thing at the exact right moment, followed every instruction he was given, and more props to him for not botching or for not. I don't even want to call it a botch for just not even messing anything up at all and making it one of the most entertaining bits of night two. So hats off to it. Plus it looked like he punched Miz right in the fucking face for real twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) What is it? There's a, there's a TikTok reel. Like uh, somebody got the angle where, uh, so uh, the referee, not the referee, it was a cameraman who's Mm -hmm. like uh, recording from one angle on the, Mm like a commentator side, <clears throat> like the minute chains down and like the ref's checking on them. Cause like the ref literally is like, Oh fuck, something's going real here. There's a clip of the cameraman just looking at like, he's going Snoop, Snoop. Like he's not yelling, but he's, and then Snoop finally gives him like a little look and the guy's just like, And then Snoop runs in and gives one of the greatest looking traits I've ever seen. He just says, bow He was just like, motherfucker, I was in the riots at Joe Lewis. I'm ready to fight, motherfucker. And then I love it because, like, for a moment there, my man's just getting really hot. Like, he's in the moment. He's entertaining. And then he comes back and hits him with the second one right to the fucking middle of the face. Yeah, that was Vince put on the headset. God damn, pal. That was a good one. Give him another one. Give him another one. Oh, man. So this is where one thing where since now I've been like being like I, I commentate on wrestling. I do journalism shit for it and everything of where as like a person who is now in working in the industry is where I'm losing all respect for Dave Metzler. Like I don't like him. Because, like, the first comedy makes is just, like, Snoop saves the show with one of the worst people's elbows I've ever seen. And I'm just like, fuck you. Pause. The people's elbow itself was phenomenal. First of all, it started off with a fucking $5,000 plus gift to a lucky fan. All right? Their whole WrestleMania weekend was reimbursed by those glasses. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. B, the rope running was the worst thing ever. Okay. The people's Terrible. elbow itself was phenomenal. My man's leg went up and his whole. Body <laughs> oh, he. That was textbook. Like, textbook. Like, the rope running, on the other hand, was. Not it so was much. very poor. It was really unsafe. Like, my man's really tall, dog. He could have accidentally went over. <laughs> <laughs> that moment could have just perpetually got worse and worse. He looked like a motherfucker. He looked like a motherfucker at a sleepover when you're like 13 and you hit the ropes on the ropes on the couches that you guys push together to to land the finish on the Hulk Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy. That's what the ropes look like. I've hit the ropes on a fucking trampoline with no ropes better. Yeah. Yeah. But no, as far as Meltzer, man, I mean, dude, I don't know. I mean, Dude's a jump. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you've been doing this for 40 years and you still don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like last year, like uh, my favorite match on WrestleMania weekend was Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. It was but great, was, man. And the first report he writes is like, I'm not even rating this match. It was dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen on WrestleMania stage. I was like, on the same night where we had Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon, you're saying that's worse? Yeah. I mean... Come on, bro. I mean, there's a time and a place for technical wrestling, man. Like, and 
like good technical wrestling is great but like at the end of the day like if the people are fucking going nuts like mm-hmm. and you shit on that like then you don't know what you're talking about you don't like so, we talked about that part from night two i'm sorry to ethan to cut you no, off but fine. another great part of night one was that intercontinental triple threat and for me it was great to night see two. the intercontinental championship get a really big showcase match on mania because it feels like they don't do that anymore yeah and you dude you know what like and i don't like now that like i primarily do like tag team wrestling like i've had two singles matches in five years i don't ever want to have another one um like to see like the tag team championships main event wrestlemania was like that's so fucking cool man because for the longest the knack or the knock has been that you know like vince hates tag team wrestling and like tag team wrestling is when it's done well like it's awesome and you've seen that you saw that at wrestlemania like that was really cool for me like to be like wow like that's the first time in what 39 years that well, i know you've had you know what well, wrestlemania one was a tag match but it wasn't for the tag titles you know what no, i mean it's the first time tag titles have main evented yeah like that's really cool that's really cool which in my opinion gunther winning at uh, mania i want to see him hold that belt until next year's mania and main event a mania with the ic title like him That'd with be- a 600 day reign taking on Let's say it's Sheamus having his swan song. He's like, if I don't win this match, I'm done. Why not? Roman Reigns. Roman. It's yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Put it up. Bro, bro. Listen, Dude. we're already here. You're ne- we're never going to do a reign. Bro, we're three years into this fucking story. We're never going to do a story like this again. It's like the, the human mind can't handle it, and we're not sick of it. Why can't we go another 365? Why? They very well could. I think... I think Roman loses it in Detroit um, at, at SummerSlam. But I think that's, like you said, like, the inter- like let's make more history. Like, Intercontinental Championship main events night one next year. Like, that'd be really cool, man. Like, we've had both women's titles main event. The world title is main evented. Now the tag titles have. We got to show some love to the second longest title in the WWE, which is the IC belt. Yeah, and then night two, you bring back the 24-7 title and throw everybody for a swerve and have that main event night two. Nobody's going to see yeah. it coming. Fuck yeah, you remember, at 36 when we had the, remember at 36 when they were just like, the main event of WrestleMania was not Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. It was actually, and we're going to show you on Raw, it was the big show. That's what they're yes, going to do. Just bring, just bring out a bunch of gimmick wrestlers for a 24-7 battle royal to end Mania night two. So I have my Santino Marilla. I, I want to. I want So I talked about this earlier. I have a slight rant that I want to go on. Clint, okay. If, if you can, if you can, big screen. So fucking needy. Yeah, I know. I am. I just didn't want to screw it up. So, night two. A lot of disappointment that came from that from outside sources. I wasn't like super duper hype on it. Uh, night one was by far the better night. However, what I want to say is, regardless of the circumstances following that, regardless of what happened on Raw the next night. If you are displeased with what is going on in the show, the best way that you can show your displeasure is not to get on a social media site and rant about it. It's to stop spending money on the product. Take your money elsewhere, i.e. Friday nights, Wednesday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, doesn't matter what night it is, go to a fucking indie wrestling show. Buy the merch of anybody that is at that show. Enjoy those shows. That is what is going to make you the happiest. Since I have started back going to indie wrestling shows, I have been more in love with this business than I have ever been. 
And it's purely because of gentlemen like the two that are on the screen with us tonight that bring me happiness and hope. Sure, it's easy to flick on a TV, but if I'm taking my time out of my night, I know I'm going to be entertained in even the smallest minute faction. And I know that it made their night that there's somebody there for them to wrestle to. Take your money, buy the merch. Buy the fucking merch. When If it's at a bar, buy drinks at the bar. Support the establishment so they'll keep bringing the show back to it. Whatever you do, if you have an issue with something, stop spending money on the bigger shows and support the fucking people that work their ass off for it. That's all. We lost viewers during that. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> really, really? And you said two people. I mean, I know you're, I know me and Bill are here, but aren't you going to say something nice about Jeremiah? I said something nice about Jeremiah. I don't give a fuck about you right now. I was talking about the two professional wrestlers in this thing and not myself. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I, I get where the message is. I, I get that it's coming from love. And I think, yeah, I mean, you know, like, Instead of if you want to sit around and bitch about WWE, like so many people like just bitch about something, you know, it's no different than like I'm a diehard fucking Lions fan. And I might be I mean, if you had a camera in this room, you would think I hated the Lions more than anybody in the world. But I'm, I'm going to be there next week watching it no matter what. So why are you wasting your time bitching about it? You know what I mean? Like, don't waste your time on negativity. If you don't like WWE, if you're that mad that Cody didn't win. Don't watch it, man. There's plenty of other wrestling. There's AEW. There's Ring of Honor. There's MLW. There's all the independents. Like, there's so much good shit and so much positivity that you can have. And I don't want to go all Sesame Street here because I think it's fucking stupid that Roman won. But you know what? Yeah. Guess what? It's a week later and people are still talking about it. And if Cody would have won, there would be 70% of the people who'd be like, fuck Cody. He sucks. Who's going to be the next? Seth Rollins needs to beat him at Backlash. So, I mean, you know, it's 50-50, bro. But your message, like, yeah, like, do something positive. Don't just bitch about something. Like, because there are, there's great wrestlers all over the world. And, like, support them. Support them. This because that's, like, what, that's what we're out here doing is we're doing this because we love it. And we want to entertain people. So, support that. This isn't something to take away from anything that you said. The gentleman, uh, Jeremiah, he's got wrestle buddies. This guy is, this this dude right down here, he's basically the kiss of the local indie scene. He will merchandise any fucking thing. Listen. Hey, you he will merchandise anything. You but can get custom have, Crocs for 70 a pop, but the minimum order is 24. I'm just saying this is real knowledge your boy has acquired today. With what about Heelys? What about he Heelys? that company's going out of business. All of you are growing up to sizes they don't make anymore. They make them in size 14 because I ordered a pair yesterday. That's just, Why is your foot so big? I have a size 12. Why aren't you buying a size 12? I did buy a size 12. I'm just saying oh, they okay. make them I got, 14. I got really alarmed. Uh, I was thinking no, the same like, thing, like, what the fuck? Like, my, job you do that? my job requires like, me to, like, walk to people's socks. cars. I thought it'd be funnier if they just saw some guy roll up on Heelys and just go, skirt! Can I see your ID, please? I'm gonna you worked at a dispensary, not a sound, right by the way, for anybody. Take that weed back, sir. I I, I refuse. I, I cannot buy weed from a child. I, I'm sorry. That's oh, illegal. once we get off here, I can tell you guys some of the horror stories of the past two days because, dear God, it's been a nightmare there the past two fucking days. 
the reason that I say that though is exactly what Bill said. There's so much good wrestling out there in this in this area. I had a discussion with Drew, uh, with with some dude on TikTok. I don't know. He has some massive YouTube page, and I don't even give a shit about it. But I tried to be very polite about it. Here's my thing. We have people in this area, and it doesn't matter if you are locally known or nationally known, but they're going to put on a hell of a show. Bill, you're going to put on an amazing show with Rick in tag team wrestling. We have other people in the area that are on a bunch of shows. Jason Hotch, GQ, like you said before. Uh, you know, Moose comes to the area. Madman Fulton, who's been at F FUW before. It's we have so much good wrestling in this area that if you exist, live, work, play, whatever you do in Southeast Michigan, come watch a show. Any show that you go to, because you don't know what's going to happen. Not this not this past show, but the show before that, Madman Fulton was not advertised for, for, for us wrestling. And guess who showed up? He showed up. Put on a banger of a match with Adam Wick and KJ Reynolds at the end of the night on a card that was very much subject to change <laughs> and, and jason so much, hodge and jason hodge so much so that that show probably should have been called subject to change but it got to a point where like i i'm sitting here going i'm watching dudes that i see on tv on a regular basis and now they're stuck in a bar stool in front of me because they got slid in there and stuck it, you're not going to get that at a big arena show. And it's not to say the big arena shows aren't fun. They got pyro, they got loud music. They're a blast. I like going to them as well. But if you've never been to one, go see an indie show because that is what is going to keep this business alive. And it's when I, what it's going to keep you, you know, uh, finding. And you're good. You're just saying words now. I'm trying to think. Of you're the, you're good. Stop talking. What's, just what's stop talking. Find something. What is the We've word lost seven something? viewers since you started because this Because they came over and they live in the UK. And no, we haven't. I see the little number up here. It says 14. And we were at, we were at 20. We're at 13 now, <laughs> motherfucker. It says 14 right now. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you. Thank you. I'm surprised you didn't hit me with one. Uh, I did. I was trying to be respectful because you're talking about any wrestling. My God, you were just repeating yourself, man. And also, Love I'm really you. upset that you didn't say you'll be entertained at any show oh, I'm on. That was offensive. Well, you're we on every show in the area. We do got to promote a true. show. That is not true. I can name like three I don't work for, but we're not going to do that. I'm not going to put them over because I don't work for them. So anyways, I've got to promote a show for tomorrow. Exactly. Ethan will not be there, but I will be there. I believe Jeremiah's on the card. Horse Slam presents Death of the Easter Bunny. 20 bucks general admission, 25 front row. I don't know how many front row tickets are left. If you can't make it out, we'll be live streaming it on YouTube only. We're not doing Twitch this time. It's going to be YouTube only. So go scan that QR code right next to Ethan's head and follow us on YouTube and tune in tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. I got a bunch of guest commentators and it's going to, it's death match. It's, it's going to be bloody. It's going to be violent. It's going to be vulgar. And I don't think I can promote it any more than that. Uh, JJ Escobar is not going to be there because he, he is not. He broke his back. So he's not on that card anymore. But Shane Mercer is going to be there. Shane Mercer just threatened to light George on fire and throw him out of the ring. So for what that's worth, he did that on Twitter. I thought, cool. Don't do it funny. five feet from me this time. But I want to point out George wasn't the ref that lit the guy on no i know but anytime somebody threatens to light a ref on fire i just assume it's george oh that was orville by the i know way. it was that... orville but 
it's I, he's threatening to light a ref on fire. It doesn't matter who it is. I I'm stand behind that's the, one of those. I stand behind that's the greatest thing to ever happen to me because at one point, because of that, Jim Cornette was talking shit about me. And that's a pedestal yeah. I'll live on forever. That's nice. Let me go ahead and steal the spotlight here, boys. So Bill Martell or Maserati Rick will not be at Horace Land tomorrow, but you can find Studio 86 in April. At the following dates, April 8th, LPW Fremont, Ohio, the 15th, AWE in Jackson, the 21st, TKW in Taylor, the 22nd, MPWA in Milan, the 28th, Northwest Championship Wrestling in Berkeley, and the 29th, the first Neo Pro Wrestling Show in Canton, Ohio. Sean Hell Mooney, yeah. 2.0 right here. What do you think, boys? Wait, what I was love that? It. What's that last one? Uh, that's Neo Pro Wrestling. It's their debut show. They're in Canton, Ohio. Um, it's the Ohio. I heard yes, the reincarnation of uh, the MCW that I used to work for, like um, you know, like ten years ago. Hell yeah! Ethan died. Right back. Yeah, I he died. He he talked too much. That's what happened. Hey, it's fine. He was losing us viewers. <laughs> right before right before I went into my spiel. I mean, that's the only reason I come on here was to plug my shit, brother. Your shit's being plugged, man. I I'm just kidding. I had a, I had a, I had a really good time. I had a really good time. All honesty. I, lo I loved having you on, and any time that you would love to come back, I would love to have you on. Because yeah, we'll definitely have to do it again. We'll have to, to, to really irritate people and talk about more nerd shit like Ghostbusters and Friday the Thirteenth next time. Dude, if we can talk about how the Halloween franchise ended, I'd be fucking miserable. Dude, how about that last movie? What? Uh. uh I wasn't happy with it. Listen, I, the best part without spoilers was clearly within like the first five minutes. You know the part I'm talking about, right? Where you just uh, were like, <laughs> right? Genuinely, like that movie from 10 minutes in to the end sucked. Yeah. It was almost like after the one part where I laughed, I was like, oh no, are they really going to do what I think they're going to do? And then. They I'm did. a Halloween three defender till my dying day. Season of the Witch. Season that's, of the Witch is amazing. I can't subscribe to that, brother. That's some bullshit. It's the only standalone Halloween movie there is. Uh, that has my favorite Michael Myers kill scene in it. I think it's in four where he sits up in the back of the ambulance and just shoves his thumb through the guy's fucking forehead. That's either in four oh. or five, but that's so. This uh, my my oddly enough one of my favorite uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies is one of the oddball ones is Jason Takes Manhattan. So bad, but the the scene on the roof where Homeboy is just pieces him up, and then dude just boom, that's the scene of the movie. My favorite because I loved when shit got really like nineties two thousand y and like we were just like oh we're just running with this ah was when we decided that Jason needs to go to space. I knew your crazy ass was oh, going to yeah, say that. Bug, like, like, shit. Listen, like, <laughs> I love when you take something that everybody loves and you're just like, you know what? Here's some acid. We're going to space, motherfucker. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that one's bad. Jason oh. Goes to Hell is by far the absolute worst one ever. Mm -hmm. Like Jason X is way better than Jason Goes to Hell. I love Jason X. That's I love so like good. I love bad horror films. Like that's that's my niche. Like I'll watch Birdemic all day long. It's fucking awful. So like, go ahead. Oh no, hold on, hold on. That was the original one. Okay, Ophi. 
The floor is yours. Ophie, please tell us because usually it's some prophetic shit. Ah, fuck, she hit us. She did it. Thank you. Thank you. I did a, I did a drum roll for that. That was a disappointing. <laughs> she hits us with some really good ones. Like one time she referred to this fucko as Ginger Vell Kilmer, and I couldn't breathe for four minutes. All right. I can't remember the other one. Someone came in here when you had your bandana phase over the summer and said you looked like a wish.com Axel Rose. It was Ophi. No, no, it was JFAM. It was JFAM. Yeah, that one was good. We're hitting that 90-minute mark, so we're going to do our farewells. We appreciate everyone that came in. George, thank you for the raid. Thank you for anyone that tuned in if this was your first time. Uh, big, big thank you, Bill. Thank you so much. Like this was so enjoyable. I love talking to you. I, you've you've kind of just weasel, just like fit in so well here. No, I feel I I really enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get to do it again. I appreciate it. I I really do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Studio eighty six, Bill Martell. You can find him at Bill Martell eighty six on Instagram, and you can find all of his other socials. He is Studio eighty six on Facebook as well. But from the rest of us, my name is Clinton Davis. You can find me at PK Batman on Twitter to my right. You can find, I'm Ethan. You can find me at Jensen Collins three on. Twitter. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> you can also find Clinton tomorrow night at Horror Slam presents Death of the Easter Bunny, which is also where you can find the 24 karat lion, the swag bender Jeremiah Goldmane. Oh. Mm-hmm. In a dog, is are you still in the uh humble yourself rookie challenge? Yeah, no, I gotta fight, bro. Listen, all right, so like you guys were there. (laughs) I was set to have a 1v1 with Briar, and he was gonna have his arm tied behind his back, right? Mm -hmm. We heard it literally. That was literally where you know we last left off, and then my man who owns the company goes out and puts out the flyers, and all of a sudden, I'm now in a tag match. I don't even have a partner assigned to me, right? Like, it's worse than court, all right? <laughs> I got to find a partner. Uh, fun fact, I'm like, I'm the people's champion of Horror Slam. Like, the crowd loves me, but it turns out most of the roster can't stand your boy. I don't get it. It's not like I'm rude, mean, talk, run my mouth, anything like that. I'm a gem, you know? So, like, I got to go find me a partner now, and that's... Kind of some bullshit. So now I have my arm tied behind my back. And you know what? Touche. Touche. Well, and I will say that for somebody who says they don't run their mouth, while we're trying to wrap the show up, you're really running your mouth and you're tying everybody's hands behind their back. And now I'm not asking you, Bill, to be my partner. Thanks for that. Jeez, oh, Pete. I was busy anyway. What do you know? <laughs> oh, well, as always, we love you, Judy. We love you, Judy. I have one more photo for everyone, and this is going to be the last image. Here's Ethan with our biggest fan. Our girl's seen my fantasy.